Welcome to episode 53 of Behind the Mission, a show that sparks conversation with Sycomer trusted partners and educational experts. My name is Dwayne France, and each week I'll be having conversations with podcast guests that will equip you with tools and resources to effectively engage with and support military service members, veterans, and their families. You can find the show on all the podcast players or by going to sycomer.org forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us on Behind the Mission. Our work and mission are supported by the generous partnerships and sponsors who also believe that education changes lives. This episode is brought to you by PsychArmor, the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military cultural content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners as well as custom training options for organizations. You can find more about PsychArmor at psycharmor.org. On today's episode, I'm having a conversation with Lornette Vestal, campaign representative for Sierra Club Military Outdoors, a Sierra Club program that aims to improve the lives of veterans and their families through connection with the outdoors and inspire members of the military and veteran community to become outspoken champions for environmental conservation and justice. Lornette joined the United States Navy at the age of 17. He served four years honorably and was deployed during Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2003. He's traveled to various countries, including Ecuador, Mexico, Brazil, and Estonia, He has a bachelor's degree in sociology from Northern Illinois University and a master's degree in social service administration from the University of Chicago. You can find out more about Lornette by checking out his bio on our show notes. Let's get into my conversation with him and come back afterwards to talk about some of the key points. So the goal of this show is to tell the stories behind the mission of the organizations that we're highlighting. I'm interested in hearing about how you became involved with Sierra Club and then the work the Sierra Club does with Sierra Club Military Outdoors and why it's so important. Yeah. So thanks for that, Dwayne. And it's an interesting story how I got involved with the Sierra Club. I relocated from Chicago, Illinois, which is my hometown, to Atlanta, Georgia in 2015. And prior to that, I worked in education. My background was in social work. So I worked for Chicago Public Schools and some educational nonprofits. So that was my background. But when I moved down to Georgia, trying to get back into that field, my partner, who's now my wife at the time, she was my girlfriend, we were living together. Her background was an environmental law attorney. And she was like, hey, some of the big green organizations, environmental organizations are looking to hire veterans for different things. At that time, it was a lot about retrofitting homes to meet standards to fuel efficiency and energy efficiency and stuff like that. So when she told me that when I first moved down to Georgia, I was whatever, what did they want with some veterans? I didn't really pay her any attention. So six months later, no luck with my role, trying to get into education again, even with my social work background. And she bought it up again. And the one organization I could think of was the Sierra Club with their reputation as an environmental organization. I happened to look on their website for like job openings and saw something that kind of stunned me. And they were looking for a military outdoors coordinator for the military outdoors program. And this program had been around in the Sierra Club for since 2006. I submitted my application and the interview went well and I ended up getting hired. And, and a fun fact um, about that, and I, I tell people, even if you are interviewing for a very casual organization, dress up. And, and this is, we did this virtual because the Sierra Club is a national organization. So it's all over the country. So most people interviewing me were on the West Coast. I was on the East Coast at the time, but I did show up with a shirt and tie looking my Sunday best. And they pointed that out also when I, long after I got hired, hey, we had some people show up in t shirt. They were very casual. At least you came dressing like you were interviewing for a higher position than what you were interviewing. 
for. So if, if when in doubt, just come to dress your best in it for a job interview. I really appreciate this idea of working for an organization that's focused on the environment in, like you said, Sierra Club. But I'm interested from your background, you were in the Navy, I was in the Army. I spent well over half of my military career overseas in a number of different environments. But we experience a lot of geographic diversity in our military career. A lot of it mind-blowing beauty, just some really amazing outdoor experiences. I'm thinking the mountains of Afghanistan. And if you've never seen a, a sunset over the hills of Africa, like you've not really seen anything. I'm wondering if you had any experience like that in your military career that once you got into this work, that you look back some of your time in the military and say, wow, I did have some connection to this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's twofold. So one was actually when I was in the service and a little bit when I got out and uh, a friend of mine who's also a fellow social worker got me into sweat lodges in, in the Midwest. So backcountry sweat lodges using that traditional healing mechanism to reflect upon my time of service and just life in general where I've been to at that point and didn't know at that time healing through nature. This is like 2005, 2006. Go back to my military days during deployment, I recall seeing a lunar eclipse we're in the we're Red Sea, so nothing around. The ship is goes dark at, at even time. So you're on a flight deck, just the beauty of that lunar eclipse. Or um, in the Red Sea, seeing all the um, jellyfish with the bioluminescence. So you're looking up at the stars, and you look out at the sea, and you see all these jellyfish looking like stars themselves. And I think one of the most beautiful places I've been to when I was in the service had to be Cairns, Australia. They have the mountains there, but it's on the coast. It's Australia, so you have the mountains and you have the beach. They have that stark contrast of like towering mountains and then you have like sea level beaches and quite a beautiful place. These are experiences I've never had if I'd never joined the military. And I think that's really a lot of veterans from their time in the military. They have connections to the outdoors that they may never have. You yeah. said that you grew up in Chicago. I, I grew up in St. Louis, right? Very close, three or four hours uh, southwest of, of Chicago there, but I, three miles away from the airport. I was a city guy. Yeah. I never would have had the connection to the outdoors. And sometimes you have to do things in the outdoors in the military that you don't want to do. Camping in the military is nothing like actually going, <laughs> like you said, backwoods backpacking. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that I have to, especially the sailors and Marines, they'll be like, even my own brother who's still in the army. He's like, why would I want to go to the field for fun? I took some active duty guardsmen on the river trip with me and they were like, this, we thought we were going to have like four hour briefing and a safety briefing and then another briefing. I was like, oh, just don't, just, just respect everybody. Have fun. Listen to the guys on the river. They're in charge. It's their space. They know the river better than you, even if you've done this before, even in the military, special operations, but let them, let this is their space. If they come to our world, then we're in charge. And, and that was it. That was the briefing, obviously with Sierra Club protocols and all that other stuff in place. But it was that. So they were like, oh, man, this is great. They had a great time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the military does to the outdoors what it does to a lot of things like potatoes and eggs. They just boil it until it just it's tasteless and it's just something. But I think there's that idea of getting back to nature. There's yeah. been a lot of discussion about health and wellness in the military affiliated population, especially psychological and behavioral health and well-being. Studies have shown that time spent in nature can improve mental health, even if it's something different than I think I'm going to the field and like that yeah. and reduce some of these symptoms that service members and veterans experience as a result of their experiences in the military. Yes, there is lots of research out there that uh, talks about um, the healing benefits of nature. And I'm interested in that from a social work perspective because of the therapeutic benefits of getting outside, getting into nature, 
connecting with nature. And, and it doesn't have to be going some far away place. So you don't have to go to Cairns, Australia. Um, you don't have to go some far away place like Costa Rica. You can, it, it could be the local park. I grew up in Chicago. I didn't, I never thought about it, but going to the lakefront or a family picnic, that's getting outdoors. It doesn't have to be extreme sports or anything like that. It could just be something simple as going for a walk in the park or riding your bike on a nice sunny day. It's the wintertime. We're both Midwest boys. So we know that it gets pretty tough to get outside in the wintertime in St. Louis, Chicago, Milwaukee, Minnesota. But in the summertime, you have a time to get out there in the spring. Even going to your local park can um, benefit or just walk around the block, just getting outside. No, I, I think that's really interesting. Some people like, well, I need, do I need to go to the Amazon or do I need to go to some like adventure race or do I need to kayak down the Arkansas River or something like that? Which, as you were just talking about, Sierra Club does have those kind of opportunities for veterans to get out. The goal is also to be able to say, just get outside and enjoy nature. Exactly. You want to get folks outside, want to get them to enjoy nature. And what we're doing generally with the military doors, we're talking about healing through nature and, and, and finding peace. And that's what we hope to do with the military doors is help service members heal through nature. And not just, you know, active duty service members, veterans, civilians who are interested in giving back to the military and veteran community. So all are welcome. We don't have stringent requirements to be part of the military doors. If you want to give back, you're more than welcome to go through the process, become an outing seater and, and get outside with us. So you don't have to have a purple heart. You don't have to have a, uh, you don't have to be a combat veteran. Veterans come in all shapes and sizes and, and we take you all. I, I think that's one of the things when you mentioned healing through nature, you've said a couple of times, you're a social worker. I'm a clinical mental health counselor. I have a clinical background and, and I spent 22 years in the army. If, and as I often say, you don't go through something like that without getting a couple of dents in a fender and, and more than just a couple yeah. of dents in the fender, right? Regardless of whether or not service members and veterans acknowledge that they need to heal, there is healing that has to be done. As you said, some of your backwood sweat lodge experiences, healing through nature, engaging in the outdoors can be a way for veterans to access that, even to realize, hey, there's parts of me that I need to heal. Yeah. And, and that's the surprising. And, and, and one of the challenges for the military outdoors, the Sierra Club military outdoors, because at the first and foremost, Sierra Club is an environmental conservation organization. They were founded by John Muir in 1892 to preserve the uh, Sierra Nevada and actually led to uh, the formation of the, the national parks where John Muir took the president, Teddy Roosevelt, out there and that kind of led to the creation of the national park system that we know and love today. Also a fun fact of Sierra Club's connection to the uh, military, the 10th Mountain Division trained with the Sierra Club during and after World War II. And our first uh, Sierra Club president, uh, uh, David Bauer, he was uh, part of the uh, 10th Mountain Regiment. I think that's and that was out here in Colorado. So yeah. that's where actually 10th Mountain Division started. And you're talking about this rich history of the Sierra Club, but Rocky Mountain National Park in my backyard, essentially. Yeah. And I think the Sierra Club being a conservation organization, veterans love the outdoors. They love outdoor sports and, and things like that. And I think that the Sierra Club has really provided this historical focus on conserving lands for future use. And that's really what service members and veterans do is we fight for our country. Sometimes we say that's for our people, but it, it can also be literally for our land. Exactly. And that's all that nation and borders are. It's just these people have designated this, this land belongs to this nation. And that's what a military does. But yeah, it is the land we defend, but also to enjoy that land and to have that land for future generations. And what the Sierra Club fights for 
is to preserve that land for future generations so we can have that and it won't be polluted and degraded and folks, our future generations can have there and enjoy it, whether that's your children, your grandchildren. And we want the military and veteran community to be part of that uh, conservation efforts. And also what we want to do is we don't sit there and tell people we are a mental health organization because we're not. What we want to see is outdoor recreational therapy grow and be looked at by the VA and other medical professionals and organizations. And that we can say getting outdoors can be a complement to traditional talk therapy, medicines, schizophrenia, PTSD, traumatic brain injury, any type of mental health issues that service members might be dealing with, either during service or post-service, that the outdoors could be an aid to it. So it's not, you're not going to go on a hike and be completely healed. There is no magic wand that has a, a mental health professional yourself, but all these combinations of things can help the individual get better and also improve not only their life, but the life of their families too. I recall one story. It was a 20-year Air Force officer who came on a Green River trip with us. And this, I believe, was 2017. And he, he bought his daughter and he was reserved and quiet and just only chatted with his daughter the first couple of days. But by day three, after a couple of magical moments in the Green River in that canyon there and, and seeing just the natural beauty of all of that, he started to open up. And by day four, he wanted, before we were wrapping things up, get involved. He was in the D.C. area and I connected with some vets out there. But what was really amazing, is about a month and a half later, like we got an email from Military Doors from that service member's wife. And he said, I don't know what you all did to my husband, but he's a different person. He's just been on cloud nine since his trip. And he really wants to get involved and, and take other veterans out to have, have these experiences. So in some way, I'm thinking this trip might have saved a, a marriage and a family. Who knows right. yeah, what yeah. was going on in their, their personal lives, the strains, because I, I know anybody who's married to a service member, they're getting deployed. They're always out, out all the time. You don't know if they're ever going to come home, especially uh, depending on where they're deployed to. And, and I have my family members who are reaching their 20-year mark. I was deployed when I was a service member, Operation Iraqi Freedom. So I can know how stressful that can be for the, the families that serve part of those service members' families, whether they're their spouses, their children, their mom, their dad. It could be worrying. So we perhaps saved the family right there by taking the service member on an outdoor trip and also allowed him to bond with his daughter and have this unique uh, shared experience that him and his daughter will never forget. So that's just some of one of the benefits. And again, not to say that that's a clinical cure, right? We're talking about the medical model of, of mental health treatment versus general wellness, moving yes. this beyond illness to wellness. I love, I've been coastal kayaking in Delaware before, obviously in Colorado. I love to hike. I, I love to run and get outside. That's therapy with a little T, which can yeah. complement the therapy with the big T. Exactly. And, and that's where I see is what you're doing. And so the goal is you talked about is to provide all those who served an opportunity to experience nature separate from their military experience, not going to the woods because you want to, not because you have to. Exactly. Uh, what are some of the programs that veterans can take advantage of through Sierra Club Military Outdoors? So the, the thing with the Sierra Club Military Outdoors is what I like about it is it's the Sierra Club itself is an organization that's led and really guided by our volunteers. So we don't have an exact program that this is what you'll do when you come to the Sierra Club. It's really dictated by our local chapters and the volunteers working with those local chapters. So we've had veterans who have led kayaking trips. I went on some of those. Always a good time. Although I finally got the, the kayak not to just spin around in the circle. Like when I first started, I, I can get to go straight line. Now. So I, I'm improving with kayaking. I'm a rafting guy per se. But uh, we've had raft trips. We've had day hikes. 
We've had overnight backpacking down in um, Big Bend National Park in Texas, a plethora of things. It all depends on what the volunteers want to do. And we train veterans, veteran family members, and it just individuals looking to give back to the military community through the military outdoors, leading outings, whatever they want to do. So it's all about just going to work. We'll work with you in the local chapter to get you trained, get you out there. And it's whatever you want to do. So if you are, if you're, if you're a woman veteran and you want to do a group where you all do yoga in the park and it's all women veterans, you can do that. If, if you're part of the LGBT community and you want to have a group that are, are veterans who have those same experiences and that's what you want to do and you guys want to do a hike, you can do that every Saturday. It's all dependent on our volunteers. And we've had different volunteer leaders who do all types of things from, from ice climbing to, to backpacking to day hikes to even just having a Memorial Day get together in a local park in Decatur, Georgia. And so it sounds like it's uh, what the Sierra Club really does is it provides veterans who are interested in connecting to nature with the means to do so, right? Yeah. I mean, that's really one of the things after we get out of the military, we lose that connection with other veterans. And yes, there's organizations where if you want to go fill sandbags, that's Team Rubicon. If you want to go run a mile, that's Team RWB and things like that. But Sierra Club provides specifically that outdoor experience because that's what Sierra Club is known for and provides a way for veterans to engage in that. Yep. And we've partnered with those organizations, whether it's Team River Runner that you know takes our uh, wounded warriors out on the rivers for rafting and kayaking and things of that nature, or partnering with Team uh, Red, White, and Blue. We might not be running the Marine Corps uh, Rucksack 10 miles in, in five minutes. I know the Team RWB likes to do that type of stuff, uh, but we partnered with them to do some outings or organizations like the mission continues. So we partner with lots of organizations, Minority Veterans of America, Veterans for Peace. So even if those veteran organizations are not in the realm of getting outdoors, we partner with them to different veterans to each other to get outdoors. And that, that's the goal, just building that community. And we're working uh, right now, we have a big project that we're working with the YMCA at the national level and local level. So we're in four different cities, Indianapolis, San Antonio, Texas, Jacksonville, Florida, and Detroit, Michigan. And we partnered with the local wives there, and we're, we're running military outdoors outings through the YMCA. So not only are we connecting veterans through the Sierra Club, but we're also giving another layer of connection to community through the YMCA. Obviously, one of the big elephant in the room trying to get folks outdoors and get folks together has been a pandemic. So it's been a, it's been a learning experience these past couple of years, trying to get these uh, outings off the ground while keeping people safe during the pandemic. But there are ways to connect and those are just four pilot cities. This partnership can only grow and we can be in more cities. And also, we are currently inside the Sierra Club working with our local chapters to bring uh, the military outdoors to a local city and state. So because we're trying to be a, a, a national organization. We are a national organization, but we're trying to get this program national. It's only two working staff members <laughs> with the military outdoors. So myself and my colleague, Aaron Leonard, we can't be every place, even in the best times, take away COVID. We just, we can't train all those people. So we have to rely on our local chapters and our volunteers and our colleagues at the staff level at the chapters to work with the military and veteran communities to welcome in and bring them in and, and get them on a, on the path to lead out into veterans. And I know that civilians sometimes, they probably got this, uh, Dwayne, how do I work with veterans? How do I talk to veterans? How do we even interact with them? And at the end of the day, for the most part, well, like, you know, every other group of people, there's some of us that are cranky, grumpy. There's some of us who might be jerks. But for the most part, we're just people. I mean, you just talk to us like people and treat us like human beings. And, and if you do that, you can work with veterans. We, we don't bite. It might be a little more cursing and some trash talking involved. The Army Navy game, go Navy. But it's all in fun. And if you get people out on the trail, 
nine times out of 10, it's going to be a good time. If, whether you're backpacking, rafting, just camping out, fly fishing, um, we did pro- or work with uh, Project Healing Waters, people are going to have a good time. And when they have those moments of ah, it's amazing to see it in their face and be like, oh my God, I, I can't believe I did that. And one of the, my favorite events was a few years ago, we partnered the International Rescue Community and we took some um, youth who were you know, all refugees. They were high school kids. Um, and we did Stone Mountain Park here in Georgia. And we had some veterans come out. Some of the veterans I worked with were military outdoors. And uh, they did a 10-mile hike in Stone Mountain. These teenagers were like, 10 miles? I'm like, God, I can't go that far. I'm going to die. And by the end of the day, they were great. We had lunch. It was great conversations. They couldn't believe they did that. The vets who came out had a great time. The kids who came out had a great time. And it's just kind of the things you can bridge those gaps. And, and also push people out their boundaries. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. And then they do it. And they're like, oh, my God, I did that. I went kayaking. I went whitewater ratching. I ice climbed. I, I, I did some uh, mountain biking. I would never do that. Or I just went for a hike. I just never figured I'd get out of my house. So it's just gently pushing people out their comfort zone. We're not gonna we're not gonna go skydiving on the outing and push you out the plane. So nothing like that. You know, but I think about that and and that's what the military does. It puts us outside our comfort zone. You grew up in Chicago and then you watched an eclipse in the Red Sea with all the jellyfish. Yeah. I can't imagine anything more outside of the comfort zone is a Chicago guy in the middle of the Red Sea. And and I think that for a lot of veterans, they lose that when they get out and then they understand this it's again almost a way to reconnect. And so it's really great to hear that the Sierra Club Military Outdoors is doing that. If folks wanted to find out more about what you're doing or maybe find a chapter of the local Sierra Club if they're doing military stuff, if they want to do military stuff, how can they find that? Oh, they can just go to our, our website uh, and they can check out the Sierra Club Military Outdoors. So it's sierraclub.org slash military outdoors or you can just go to the uh, Sierra Club or if whatever city and state you're in, you can talk and type in. So if you're in California, you can type in Sierra Club, California and whatever city. And you can find the chapters. We have 65 chapters nationwide. Our Military Outdoors website, you can find out lots of things about us. We have our blog there, how to become a leader, how to contact us, and what's going on with the Military Outdoors. And read articles and see some of the, the work that we're doing across the country to preserve the environment and also connect veterans to nature. You no, know, I, I think that's great. I will make sure that uh, links to all of that are in the show notes. Lornette, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, thank you very much, Dwayne, for having me. And um, if you need me to come on again and talk more about healing through nature, I'm more than happy. Absolutely. Once again, we would like to thank this week's sponsor, PsychArmor. PsychArmor is the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners as well as custom training options for organizations. You can find more about PsychArmor at psycharmor.org. One of the points that I'd like to reiterate, as Lornette and I both mention it in this show, is how service members, veterans, and their families have been exposed to a wide range of cultures and environments throughout their military career. Not just overseas, but even being stationed in different parts of the country. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, just over 10% of Americans move out of their community in any given year, and a staggering 72% of Americans live in or close to the city or town where they grew up. There's a number of different reasons for that, but the fact is that people tend to stay where they are, except those that are affiliated with the military. With more mobility, you have more exposure to different people, different cultures, different environments. If you never leave your hometown, you're never exposed to the breathtaking beauty of the sunrise over the ocean or a double rainbow over the mountains of the Hindu Kush. 
There have been times in my military career, like Lornette, that the environment that I found myself in was mind-boggling and awe-inspiring. Sure, it wasn't like I got there by going on a backpacking trip through Europe during a gap year, but I still found myself amazed by the beauty of nature. It gave me, and obviously it gave Lornette, an appreciation for the world that we live in, and it's great that we can enjoy everything that nature has to offer after we leave the military, and that programs like the Sierra Club Military Outdoors can help us do that. The other point that I'd like to make is the benefits of outdoor and recreational therapy on psychological health and wellness. As a mental health clinician, you're never going to hear me say that a hike in the woods or a rafting trip will cure post-traumatic stress disorder or major depressive disorder. These are complex conditions. They have a psychological element in that part of it is related to how we think. They have an emotional element, which is related to how we feel. And there's a biological and neurological element related to the physical and chemical reactions in our brain and nervous system. These conditions have different intensities between different people and can even be greater or worse within an individual at different times. There are pharmacological interventions and therapeutic interventions, all based on evidence that can reduce the symptoms of the psychological impact of military service and sometimes even make it so the symptoms are gone altogether. No amount of recreational therapy on its own is going to do that. However, you're also not going to hear me say, as a licensed mental health professional, that programs like Sierra Club Military Outdoors does not have an impact on the psychological health and well-being of those who served or their families. Hikes and picnics and horseback riding may not cure illness, so to speak, but they will definitely increase wellness. Simply put, getting outside, enjoying nature can help you feel better. It requires movement and effort, always a good thing to help blood flow and lower cholesterol and all those things. It exposes you to fresh air and open environments, but it also broadens your mind, helps you experience new things, opens you up to the amazing beauty of the world around you. In my opinion, while recreational therapy is not sufficient to quote-unquote cure mental health conditions that can be developed as a result of military service, experiencing the outdoors is a necessary part of any recovery from anxiety, depression, traumatic stress reaction, even recovery from addiction or feelings of isolation. Getting outdoors, whether for a two-mile hike or a 10-mile hike, can be extremely beneficial for your mental well-being. If you're interested in learning more about doing that with Sierra Club, check out their website in the show notes. For this week's Psych Armor Resource of the Week, I'd like to share the Psych Armor course on intimacy and emotional disconnection in military populations. This course investigates the links between emotional disconnection and relationship intimacy issues that are often seen among veterans and active duty military couples. You heard in Lornette's story about the service member who re-engaged with his daughter during a Sierra Club military outdoors event and experienced such a change that his wife reached out to the organization afterwards. There are a number of reasons why service members and veterans may disconnect from those that they care about, and you can learn more about those reasons through this course. You can check it out by going to a link in the show notes. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Make sure to take a look at the show notes, which you can find in your podcast player of choice, as well as at psychomer.org forward slash podcast. You will find the link to everything we talked about in today's show, as well as hundreds of online training videos delivered by nationally recognized subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. All of these courses are free to individual learners. Thank you for joining me on this episode and for continuing to join us on this journey. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't care, and it's that curiosity and passion for supporting service members and their families that we want to encourage and increase. Come back each week for another conversation, and make sure to engage with PsychArmor on social media to let us know what you think about the show. 
I'd like to express special thanks to Operation Encore and Navy Seahawk pilot Jerry Maniscalco for our theme song, Don't Kill the Messenger. This show was produced by Headspace and Timing, and all rights to the show remain reserved by Psych Armor. Feel free to share the show. In fact, we would like for you to do that, but make sure you let folks know where you heard it. Join us next time for another great episode, and until then, stay aware, get educated, and be well.